always ready. Yes. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, you're recording? Yep. I hit both buttons this time. Oh, good job. Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode 137. 137. David and Rachel on the mic. And today we're talking about what are some of the unrealistic expectations of a divorce recovery? What, what are some of the people so wrong and so in left field? Like they have unrealistic expectations. Like this should go smoothly. This is going to be a piece of cake. I'm not going to cry. I think the big one is once the papers are signed, there's no more emotion. Oh. Like people are like, yep. oh, I signed the papers. Turn it off. That's Bam. it. We're done. Yep. Well, that's not what happens. How's that going to work for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, 10, 12 things, I guess. numbers here. Yeah, numbers here. So the first one is immediate recovery. Those people are impatient. Well, I think, too, that, like, depending... Hand the sand. Yeah, depending on who pulls the plug to the proverbial plug, mm-hmm. um, you know, that person that left the marriage or the person that's leaving because they had an affair, they move on quick, but then eventually they're it's going to hit them. I think it's delayed for the person who pulls the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so they think, well, I've worked it out in my head, I've gone through all the scenarios, I've done this, and then it may be months that yep. that other person because I feel what happens too is the person who worked on themselves in that amount of time where the other person who left is doing their thing like if you're the one that was like I still love him I that we can work it out we can do that they're healing through the oh shit he's not coming back or he has another girlfriend or she has a boyfriend or you know she moved out she done this you know I think they are healing quicker because they got to get their shit together yep and they can't wait for that other person to be go. Oh, I made a mistake. I want you. To, I want you back. They got. They got to hurry up and 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 uh, use those those old feelings with the new person. Well, <laughs> no phase. Yeah. Um, and Woo-hoo! I think too, like they 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 also have to be like my new reality is this. So now the person that left and has had all their fun, and then that first relationship that they left the divorce for doesn't work out. Then they feel all the feels and you're the other person's already healed somewhat. Mm-hmm. And so they put up their boundaries and then it's like, well, why are you being mean to me? Or why are you doing this? Or why, why are you? Because I can. I, I left because you were like this and blah, blah, blah. So I think that I think I think what happens is depending on what role you played in the divorce, it's different. I think it that that kind of plays a part, but mm-hmm. everybody's different. Mm-hmm. I can see people who pull the trigger maybe never heal. Oh yeah, no, because they didn't I think mean, they had to. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, do anything wrong. Take take for example my mom. Yeah. She still hasn't healed. Really? Yeah. And this has been forty, fifty years. Yeah. Yeah. And she pulled the trigger. So yeah. she probably blamed herself. It's my fault, you know. Oh no, she no. don't blame herself. No. <laughs> no, she I don't, don't blame think herself. I heard your mom and dad's story. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 boring. Um, <laughs> they got divorced. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Immediate recovery. So, so number two, this is a math problem. Linear progress, like healing goes in a straight line. There's no bumps. Oh, we say it all the time. It oh, is yeah. a roller coaster. Yep. You don't just sign the papers, make the well. You don't just file, make the agreements or disagreements, the custody, the this, the finance, the da the da the da. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. All those things. Weave in and out, up and down, sideways. You get a windstorm. You get all these things that happen. You're like you get blindsided. You get hit side of the head with a rock. Um, you trip over the stump. There's a fork in the road. There's eight forks in the road because if I take this path, then he wins seven paths. If I take this path, 
I'm going to win three and but give up five. There's all a lot. There's a lot of different things that go into your, this journey of divorce. What do you think some of your speed bumps were? I'm trying to remember some of my speed bumps. Like oh, financial. Maybe financial. Mine was, was space to live. Mine was anger, of course. You yeah. know, the anger. Um, well, uh, mine was... Uh, personal. Having, like, personal in my own in my own body was drinking too much, not accepting what was happening, blame, guilt, all the stuff for leaving. Mine was no one would ever want me again. Yeah. I know that was a throw. I Big mean, throw. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. But I, I was down that road. I mean, I was on the train. You were the, the only swipe on Tinder I, I was, and everybody was like, I was, yeah. I was the, the conductor on that road that no one's ever going to want me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that failure aspect, the I got baggage, I did this, you know, mm-hmm. I took her back twice. Like, you know, or the I've put up with this so long, I'm not going to put up with anything else. And then the. Well, why did I do that? The guilt. I had a lot of guilt because I left and I kept getting that thrown in my face. Well, you left. You left. You abandoned us. You did this. And it was, if I didn't go, it was going to be much worse. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah, So I just know how we fought. I know the words that would have been used at each other. I know the the ones that would be affected is the kids. So I left for my peace of mind. And again, was it fight or flight? Yes. Was it, I I don't know where else, I feel like a trapped animal because no one's hearing me. No one's willing to listen. I've said this for five (sighs) years. And now that I've made the decision, I'm an asshole because I left. Well, no, I've been saying this to you. Like this needs to change. This needs to work. This needs to work this way. Or I need to be more of a part of this marriage or I'm out. But the fact you were the asshole that left, it it worked out in the end. Yeah. You know, when things things go to shit, you don't know what's going to happen in the end. So don't give up. Mm -mm. Don't don't give up. I I, I mean, it it can be the worst of the worst of the worst. Do not give up. Well, and I and I think a lot of times, too, when when you start to get on a little thing, things start to like fall into place. Like like I got a new place or or. You know, you meet somebody or you get a new job. Or Small you, wins. Yeah, you get all these little things. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, I might have to move out of the state and um, he's going to come with me. Or you got to make it work so I can go do my job so I can pay you child support. Yep. You're like, what? Huh? Well, just because you're leaving doesn't mean I have to uproot him. You know, so there's a lot of little things. Nuances. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just so many things that come up, especially when there's kids, you know. For the, my son's going into seventh grade. I got six more years of him at I can't home. tell you what it felt like when Dawson turned 18. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It was almost like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Not just the alimony, but just the decision-making, you know, trying to vie. You didn't have vie, to go through her yeah, to get to them. Yeah. 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 No more. No more. Uh, uh, the conductor stopped at the train station. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And your boundaries were... These are, they're set. Yep. You had yep. boundaries, but they were never really, you know, yep. They were always like gray and yeah. and they always got, got questioned. But yeah. after that, there was no more questioning boundaries, man. Yeah. Oh, it was so nice. And yeah. Just wait for it, honey. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you what yeah. it feels like. So yeah, don't be discouraged if your life is a roller coaster and not that straight, like, you know, Direct line is from A to B. And, and then also with that, uh, expecting no regrets. Oh, my God. Well, we just talked about that, too. Yep. Like, just you know, regrets Just because everywhere. I left doesn't mean I regret it. I regret that I 
didn't see my marriage for what it was sooner. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I re, the thing I regret is not taking care of myself sooner. You, you the one thing that eats you up is playing armchair yeah. ar, arm quarterback. Yeah. That right there will, will eat, eat you up alive. Well, and I think too, like, I remember the first, I, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. I remember laughing, like, for the first time, like, deep, like, we laugh here, deep, guttural, like, like laugh. laugh. It was really funny, like, and then after it happened, I was crying. <laughs> and this is like probably before I started the podcast. Roller, roller coaster. I felt bad that I was happy knowing that he was miserable because he would tell me every day how mad, sad and whatever he was mm-hmm. um, or mad and mostly mad. Um, and I'm laughing. My son has to go to two places. We have to make a schedule. I have to do this. I, ha- you know, I have to do all these new. I have to step on eggshells for all these things. And I'm out laughing when everybody else is so sad that we're getting so divorced. So you regret it laughing. Yeah. And yeah. I remember going. I'm, I'm crying because I'm laughing and I feel guilty for laughing because my family is falling apart. It's a never ending battle yeah. circle. Yeah. And you're like, uh, I guess I'm alive. But once again, it turned out all right. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you folks, it's going to turn out all right. And number four, fuck off. Because we're not going to play this game. <laughs> number four. Fuck instant, you. <laughs> instant forgiveness. Yeah. Episode what? 47? 47. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love to listen to yeah. it. Because I realize how much I have. Come. Grown. <laughs> yes, you, you you have grown from like, giving no fucks. Yeah. Yes. And I still don't, but it's in a different do mind you, space. Do you give no fucks better than you did when we did the podcast? Probably. I think so, but I also have the, oh, I'm not going to tolerate you quicker. Oh. You're not my cup of tea right away. Boundaries. I don't like Earl Grey. I'm yeah. only a, like, a, you know. I like Lipton. Lipton. I'm old school. Yeah, I want you. Yeah. I want you lived in nothing in it. I get your Earl Grey and go. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> forgiveness. Like I, like again. I think it's also like I sign the papers. I guess I have to forgive him, or he's gonna, or it's gonna be forgiven, or she's gonna. I had to forgive her. No, there's a lot of animosity. There's a lot of like you hold on to that because. I still have a tie to that person if I haven't forgive yeah. them, right? I think that's an uh, subconsciously too. You like, well, if I haven't forgiven, I still have to be like every day. I, I think thinking sometimes about it. not not forgiving can give you energy to be angry and mad and get through it. Yeah. So like, yeah, it works and opposite. I think it's yeah. I think well, you said too, like your anger let let you go. Like, hey, I can't be angry all the time because it doesn't really yeah. fucking matter. So. I guess it's forgiveness. Fuck you, forgiveness. <laughs> and I, really I don't didn't, believe. Yeah, I didn't really say that, but let's I go know. ahead and go with that. I know, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, you you reverted to anger before forgiveness, oh, and your man. anger turned into forgiveness. Whether or not you're like, I forgive you. Fuck you. Yep. Because she's not sorry. I give no fucks. And this but, is the thing. But once again, it's not, not for I know. them. It's and for again, you. we've talked about this. I have this trigger. Mind block. Mind block. Okay. Yes. I have a fault. I have yes. one. There one. it is. One. It's forgiveness. And again, I it comes from a space of if you continuously allow people to hurt you and then they never say sorry, and then they blow it off like it's never existed. They actually don't respect you because they know you're going to forgive them no matter what. 
the fact that you are are expecting them to say, sorry, that's an unrealistic expectation. Yeah, but I, I just want someone to do it. But no one's going to do it. I, I don't know. I'm just going to pay nobody's someone Nobody's going to say, hey, hey, Rachel. you've been an asshole to me. Sorry. Here's a hundred bucks. Just say you're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to pay for my sorries. No. No, you can't. You can't pay pay but it forward. You see where for I'm coming from. No. It's not like no. Okay, I'm. I no. know I'm a mental case, but no. no. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. no. I know that that's your favorite word, but no, like K N O W. I know that. I know. No, that's no. But no, I, I think know. I know. I know. That I know. comes from people my entire life disappointing me. Without a sorry. But so, you're in control of that now. I know. I know. You know. And you know. No. You I, know. I now know. Okay. That no works for forgiveness too. Because yeah. if someone says something to me now, family, friends, whatever, and it's in a space where they're trying to be disrespectful or they're trying to test my boundaries, I'm just mm-hmm. like, in my head, I'm like, no, I'm not going to let you affect me. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Only because... I have fucking forgiven your fucking ass, okay? That's, Fuck you, forgiveness. That's not really how it works. It is. Yes. I mean, I can. I know someone else out there is feeling how I am. I, sometimes you just want to feel start. like Rachel. Reach out to us because I think she's all by I herself. I think I'm just fucking unique, and probably yeah. no one else feels like that. And I'm yeah. okay with that because but, but, I'm. But there's so... probably one one soul out there that 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 gives fucks, and and they're pissed pissed too. Just yeah, like and me. I think that that. You know, we say giving no fucks is actually caring so much that you care about that person. You want that person to be in your life, but you have come to the realization that they are shitty. They don't get to treat you like that. And I want you to say you're fucking sorry for all the years that you've been an asshole to me. I know I'm not going to get the sorry. Or if they say, you know, it's like when they, they say, don't ever meet your hero. Mm-hmm. Like, because once you meet him, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, he's just a human and he just wears an outfit. Like, <laughs> Holly Berry, Holly Berry. Anyway, what? <laughs> I mean, you should meet her. I want to yeah. meet her. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's one. <clears throat> if they, if that one person were to come say sorry to me now, I've healed so much. Or the two, three, four, five. Okay, those people <laughs> have would come to me and say they're sorry. It would mean nothing because I've healed. So I have forgiven them in that sense, right? In that space. In that space. Okay. Now, if someone said, come, like, say someone comes to me at work and is disrespectful and they do something, and then I stop engaging with them or stop doing, because that's what I do. I just shut you shut off. Down. I shut you off. You're good. We will have an understanding. I will be professional, but don't come at me like we're friends. Now, if that person comes to me and says they're sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to act like I did before you were insulting. I'm pretty good at that. But I don't forget that you are a dick. But I will remember that you said sorry. They said sorry. That's over. Next, The next time you disrespect me, I'm going to be louder and not talk to you longer. And then if you say you're sorry, I'm going to not really listen to your sorry as much. But yeah, I, I am a difficult human. I get it. And number five. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Feeling complete happiness once divorced. Like, like once you sign the papers, the, the you think it's all just going to go away. The happiness oh, no. comes happy. out. Oh, you know Hercules, the Hercules. Hercules, yes, happy. yes, yes. Hercules comes out. Yeah. yeah, but no. Well, and you have said this before, and we and I have said it in some type of way that I don't think when you're going through divorce, you think you deserve happiness. Correct. You are no longer. You failed. You're a broken 
family. You're in a broken home. You're split up all your shit. You have half of what you had before. You're not doing the fun, exciting things that you did before together, right? So when you start to feel happy, you're almost like... Guilty. Ah, Yeah, you get the regret and the the guilt and all the things. And you're like, oh, I should have just stayed. I would still be unhappy, but I'd have all the things. Well, the things aren't worth it. The happiness is so worth it. When you have $27 in the bank and you have to figure out how you get get to get gas, to get home, to get to work, to get the thing, or you learn to have fun without money, because we would live a really high lifestyle when I was married, um, to, oh, like, I can get five wings and a soda <laughs> if I go out. Damn, six, uh, six things. Six, yeah. Well, wings are expensive now since the, oh, since the vid. You know, those chickens didn't lay eggs or... I went to Costco the other day. Yeah. And I bought a 24-pack of uh, frozen 80-20 hamburger. Yeah. $27. Right? More than a dollar a patty. Do you know how much it costs to feed those cows? More than a dollar a patty. Do you know how much it takes to feed those cows when people aren't buying shit? I want forgiveness. Yeah. 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 I don't give a fuck. Would you buy like Wagyu steak or some shit? <laughs> Wagyu no. steak burgers? 80 20. <laughs> he had the Kobe $27 beef burgers. More than a dollar a Who patty. What are you having over for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> Holly Berry. Holly Berry. <laughs> Duh. No, I think people, I feel like when you're going through a divorce too, it's, it's hard to feel any happiness because it's such a sad event, mm-hmm. but you ultimately need to be working towards your happiness. And whether that's going back to a hobby or going back to school or taking time for yourself. When the when the ex has the kids, do something for you. Whether it's sleep, do nothing, go out with girlfriends, boyfriends, guy friends, whatever. Do your thing. But you also need to know that your happiness is worth this and yep. you have gotten out of that situation for, for your peace of mind and happiness. Number six, believing all relationships will fail. I struggled with that. Yep. I struggle with that. It's like, why even try to date? Yeah. I, you know, no one, no one ever is going to like me. I'm not going to like them. I failed. If I couldn't make if a relationship. If I fail here, I'll, I'll never be successful. If I couldn't make a relationship that lasted for 24 years work and we know each other inside, out, upside, backwards. Why would I pull the trigger yeah. again? Um, pull that trigger, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't that does not pull, mean shoot your ex. That, no, no, that no, does no, not no, mean no. shoot your ex. We don't want any letters. Go, go out there and date and yeah. and you know, do your meet thing. some people. Do your thing. You need that song. If do you're a hoe, hey, if you're a hoe, ho. Ho. If you just a just a just a rubber or maybe a humper thumper, then hump. <laughs> what whatever whatever your deal if is. If you're a masturbator, masturbator. <laughs> If, if you're a toy person, toy, if you're a toy, toy it up. If you what whatever it takes you to get that get that thing, <laughs> just you don't go do, do it, it in like a public theater. We don't want yeah, to see yeah, her. And, and, and don't hurt people while you do it. Yeah, and I think and too, don't hurt yourself either. But that's okay. I think. I mean, I'm. A, I think I'm a kind person. I do have yeah, this. Right. Like I, All I right. have this. <laughs> All right. Some people say that I have this. I'm so silly and crazy that they don't know how to approach me or like. I don't know. So I think when I was going through my divorce, I was so kind to other people because I don't think they knew what I was going through because mm-hmm. I laughed or smiled through it. Where I'm different than the person next to me, I, and they I've just got might a name be for that. sad. I got a name for that. Uh, Jersey Genesis. Um, 
All right. Okay. Yeah. Jersey, Genesee. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think um, my abruptness and my no filter and all of that, a lot Jersey. of people, Yeah. So my Jersey comes out and I'm going to make the best of the situation because if you're sad and I'm sad, well, that sucks. Yeah. But if I can present a happy exterior, even though I'm going through shit and you're having a bad day, I'm still going to try to make your day better. But I, I, I don't know. I think it's, where was I? I lost my train of thought. I saw this little red Jersey thing right here. Yes. <laughs> Squirrel. What are we talking about? <laughs> Believing our relationships will fail. Yeah, so I think um, when you're going I when I was going through divorce, I was really kind. Because oh. if I was going through what I was doing, I know someone else is going through something worse. Yeah. And again, one of my girlfriends, she like her husband kicked her out, locked the doors while she went to work, moved the mistress in. The mistress was wearing her clothes to like everywhere, driving her car, like all this stuff. Well then that's kind of efficient then. I mean, but Damn. all of her stuff was still in her house and like he tried to take the kids. All. So her divorce was way worse than mine. So I would like, I'd be like, oh, that's good. What, so, what so you got? Relative. What you got? So I think, you know, uh, when I, when I met Lance, you know, I, I had a little, a tiny relationship before I met him and it was fun and exciting and it was every other weekend and it was like, we were going to do, do something fun and, you know, it was fun. Right. It took your mind off of it. And exactly. And I didn't think about the stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and you knew this guy wasn't. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he it. wasn't the lifer. Yeah, no. no. He was the, this is my rebound of after, oh, yeah, you after the, the whole you phase. You got the rebound. After rebound the whole. three dates in a day. Yeah, but the whole phase is part of the rebound, though. Well, I think like the, th my whole phase was like, I got a breakfast date before work because it starts at nine. So I'm going to go and have breakfast. And then at lunch, he's going to bring, this guy's going to bring me some food. And then we'll go to dinner with a different guy and see. I needed to play the field as much as I can to figure out what I liked and didn't like. I was with the same guy for 26 years. Speaking of that, number eight, no, number seven, relying yeah. on a new relationship to heal. I did that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, you do that, and, yeah. and you're like, oh, well, it's going to fail anyway, so why not? This new relationship is just going to go as long as it's going to go, and that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's when you stay stay in it too long. Yeah. Year, well, you said you did that, yeah, too. Year yeah. and a half, year and a quarter. Well, I'm only three years in, so yeah. three years was my son. Sunday was my three-year anniversary. Diversary? Diversary, yeah. But yeah, I think too, like going with the new relationship is going to make you heal. I I expected the relationship before Lance to heal me fully. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get all the things. I'm going to get all the fun things out. I'm going to learn all the things I hate, I like, I don't. Do, 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 do. It was the work in progress for the actual relationship. And then that guy fucking lied to me the whole time we were together. So I was done. I didn't need anybody. I, I healed in my head. I'm you done. were done until you are. And then, you know, this guy shows up. And again, I was like, he's too nice. Why is and he too nice? And now he wants to go hunting. Damn. <laughs> Seriously. Why are you getting married when he needs to go hunting? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I thought I would be like, okay, when is he going to be an asshole? When is he going to say something? When is he going to be the ex? When is he going to say something like the ex said? And it's going to trigger me. And then I'm just going to be like, I'm, I'm scared. I'm out. I'm out. And, and it was, a lot of it was... The podcast, of course, me internally going, he is not my ex. He is not your exes. He is not this person. He is not that. You have to. And a lot of the times he would say something that my ex would say, but it was in a different context or tone or whatever. And I was like, oh, it doesn't affect me the same way. You know, whatever. But he was also new. He was 
newly out of a divorce too. And so we, he kind of helped me figure out what was really important and what wasn't. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I don't have to prove myself to you because I know who I am. You're new in this and you're trying to figure out who you are and prove to yourself that I'm good, that I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be there. And I think our biggest thing was I didn't have a lot of people that were always there for me. So especially in a new relationship, where you're like, I'm fucking awesome. And if you don't like it, there's a door. But yeah, I was like, please don't go. Please don't go. Don't go. Go Okay. Don't go away. Yeah. But yeah, the relying on the new relationship. I mean, you can't put that on your new person because that's that's going to strain it already. And you both have. I think because we both knew what we wanted and what we won't accept, we were very intolerable of disrespect. So we knew from the beginning of our relationship, like, I'm not going to say anything that's going to make you upset because I don't want you to say anything that's going to make me upset. But we're going to talk the shit yeah. out of everything. Even if, you're, even if your ex did that one thing with their tongue, just don't say, hey, can you do this one thing with your tongue? My ex did, did it. Don't, don't do that. Well, yeah. we know his story, so I'm don't, way don't, better. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, number I don't eight. know. I don't number, know if I'm better num- than num- the Number eight. Let's go ahead and keep it, keep it clean. <laughs> PG. Um, number eight, expecting friends to choose sides. That's an interesting one. That's hard. Yeah. We've talked about that, because, too. Because people do choose sides. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You, you, we uh, got you just divorced. have to sit back and just accept yeah. it. We got divorced in Colorado, and we're from Jersey. So most of our friends back home are his friends because he grew up there. You know, went to school pre-K to graduating, lived there, went to college there, the whole thing. I moved into his town. Mm-hmm. So one of the things was he went back and told his side of the story. I didn't feel like I needed to go back and tell my side to defend myself or validate myself or do all that stuff. And a lot of those people, because they knew him longer, accepted it. Yep. So I actually remember calling him and go. I need for you, the father of my children, to keep your name out of my name out of your mouth. Whether whatever you're saying is true, false, indifferent, whatever, keep my name out of your mouth. Yeah, you pulled a Will Smith. Oh, I didn't slap anybody. You, you didn't slap him, but you slapped him mentally. Oh uh, yeah, but it was Damn. more or less like my dad is buried there, my son is buried there, and my best friend is there. I have no other reasons to go there if unless I'm going to visit a friend or. See Kimmy now because she's out there. Um, I think I don't necessarily have to go there, but I'm going to go see the, my best friend. I'm mm-hmm. going to go see my dad's grave. I'm going to go see my son. Yeah. You I'm keep my living. son's grave. Yeah. So I said, for respect of the mother of your children, please stop talking about me to your friends because obviously they have picked sides. And again, some of them are still friends with me, like on Facebook or Instagram and all that other stuff. And I'm like, why are you following me if you literally have decided? Don't talk to me. Don't call me. Don't do anything. Don't say anything to me. I text and say, happy Mother's Day. No response. Nothing. So I get you've decided. Yep. And that's Moved okay on. because you had it. Yep. But don't expect me to be there when you have something like this in your life. Well, she didn't call me because that, I'm like, okay. Yep. I haven't heard from you in three and a half years, four years. So we get it. And then it was funny because like the I was living in my best friend's parents' house and she had all the things to say about my marriage, but nothing to say about her. And her shit was going shit. down the tubes. And I was the bad guy because I told her, I don't really want your advice for a marriage or divorce. You suck. Yeah. Number nine. So believe the kids won't be affected if they're, if they're adults. adults. Oh, yep. no. I think the older it's they hard. are, the worse it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't wait yeah. till the kids graduate college and be like, yeah, eh, you know, we stick it out. But yep. we wanted to get divorced when you were in Never high school. Never stay for the yeah kids. Kids. Um, again, Len, they've had so many more seasons with you, yep. and I say seasons like they togetherness. Twenty five Christmases as opposed to four, or they, if you get divorced when they're little, or you know, ten or whatever. I think it's easier to make it normal the younger they are. And I'm not saying you have to get divorced when they're six, but mm-hmm. um, it's really hard when you're an adult because that's all you know. And then if you have to change what you know, it's harder to change an adult or meld an adult. Well, we, we always do this, so this is what we're doing. And so you're going to make conflict because now you're getting, you're divorced, you know. Number 10, expecting your ex to change after a divorce. Man, that's an interesting one, interesting you know one right funny? there. I was talking to a friend today and she's getting, she's in, in, she's still getting divorced. Um, About a year on and off, they were back and forth and they're finally going to get divorced. And I, when I was talking to her about something in my head, I was like, my ex now with his girlfriend is the husband I wish I had. Mm. The way he talks to her and, tells his mom off for her or, you know, puts her needs first, like those little things. of. So you set, set, set her up. Basically. You're welcome. Yeah. But knowing that for as long as I was, cause they've only been together a year, the long as I was in it, he's gonna, I mean, his mom's older, so it probably won't be the same dynamic of course, but not, she's not as feisty. Um, I'm like, really? If you would have done that for us, or you would have put your foot down or made me first. Because I always think yeah. the husband and wife need to be first and then the kids. Because if you don't have a solid base, yep. what were you at? So I'm like, if you would have put us first, not your job, not your boss, not the kids, not your mom, not your brother, not the thing. Everyone and I was kind of just like place. waving from a boat and you all are on your little island. Um, mm-hmm. We could have still been together. Am I happy where I am? Yes, but hell, you hell can see, yeah. like, uh, he hasn't changed, changed, but he has done better in a relationship era, in a relationship sense. I don't have very much to say about number 10. No. Yeah. Because you know. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> this is how it ends now. We're yeah. not. That's it. I've, stop I've, talking. I've got nothing for number 10. Rachel, stop it. Not my, not my thing. Well, your hasn't changed. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Because I'm realistic about it. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, that is your favorite word. Yeah. Expectations, baby. Yeah. They are high. Well, and again, I think we put expectations on how we think people should yep. talk to us and treat us. And then you're like, why? Uh, there's, a, there's a saying, and I don't know the exact one, but it's like, you can't expect people to treat you how you treat them. Like, if I know I'm a good person, and most of the time when I'm trying to speak to someone or help somebody, it is a wholeheartedly, I don't want you to feel sad. I don't want you to struggle. I don't want you to feel sick. I want. I don't want this. A lot of people aren't like that. A lot of people mm-hmm. are selfish, and they're like, well, she's a nurse. Let me just call her for advice so I don't have to go to the doctor. She's a nurse. I'm going to do this. She. I have this rash, and she'll tell me, like, go get this, this, and this, so I don't have to pay my copay. There's people like that, right? So... There's Dennis. Hey, David, can you wire my mouth shut? Like, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> so again, 
there you can't expect everybody to be the same human that you are. Yep. You have to yeah. take people as they come. Mm-hmm. And, and you not, have to. And not expect them to be different. No. And the other thing, too, is when someone shows you who they are, yep. believe them. Accept it. Believe them. They're showing you. And they're not going to change because you said, you know what? I don't like that. I don't like mm-hmm. how you're talking. They're not going to change. Oh, no. So. That's yeah. why they don't deserve forgiveness. Fuck forgiveness. <laughs> what a way to end the podcast. Oh, my God. I was going to say Rachel's last words were fuck F-squared, forgiveness, yeah. but I have to keep talking because that's, the light is still on my face. That's so. a, that should be like a like a song, like a rap song. Fuck forgiveness. <laughs> I mean, we you heard it here, folks. David, the DJ, yeah. and fuck forgiveness. Fuck forgiveness. <laughs> Well, if you're going through a divorce, you're newly, you're thinking about a divorce or you're in the process of filing or signing or whatever. Or you're done. Just know that unrealistic expectations of what's going to happen, you can think it to death and it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be what you expect and it's not going to go as easily. I mean, there are amicable. We love our guests. um, But. Just because you think, oh, I'm just going to go in there, sign the paper, and then I'm going to be done, and I'm not going to have any emotions, I'm not going to have any feelings, and it'll be over, and I don't ever have to see their face again. No, it's not works. That's not how it works. And you're not going to think about them in three years or five years or two weeks or whatever. Damn. Something's going to remind you of them. The song's going to play. The holiday comes up. There's a lot of shit that crosses your path and that you don't realize you need to work through when you're first forgiveness. But forgiveness. Fuck forgiveness. I love you. Bye. Right. Well, thanks for listening to <laughs> 10 Ways to uh, God. You got me boom. I know, right? It's uh, cool 10 unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of a divorce recovery and or a divorce. Yeah. So. Life. Have any questions? But send forgiveness. us an email. But fuck forgiveness. Love you. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.